All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone is doing well. Good morning, Zoom. Hope you are doing all right here. Um, I want to welcome you all to our second session of commitment to the scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started last week. We just it was just intro, so you're pretty good. Okay, so last week we did some intros, just did the preliminaries on the class and talked a little bit about what was discipleship. So this week, of course, we're gonna go in a little deeper about discipleship. Um have on Zoom, I know you guys can't see, I was trying to show it here too, but it won't show, um, on Zoom, uh, a whiteboard, because I'm about to ask questions, and so I'm going to write down you all's response, okay, so this is a little something different, uh, so if you were in conversation with someone about the word, and, um, and they ask you, you know, well, what are you, what, what do you believe, what, what are you? What is your response to them when they ask you things like that? Nowadays, I'm now, a follower of Christ. A follower of Christ? All right, that's a bet. I'll put that one. Let's see here. Let's see if it works or not. I was just testing it out. It worked. No, they were. Oh, I was being ghetto. Seven more months. Oh, we won't do it. But okay, our first one is a follower. He said he'll call myself a follower of Christ. Anybody else? That's the number one disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay, disciple of Jesus Christ. All right, anybody else? I'm a believer. A believer. Okay. Anybody else on Zoom? A Christian. A Christian. Okay, got that. Well, you know, I know that's not right. <laughs> so what are you saying then? <laughs> because it's an answer. Just working out. It's not working. Okay, anybody else on Zoom? I will say um, definitely not a Jew. Um, mm, let me see. Definitely not a Jew. I, I don't want to say a Gentile, but um, I will say um, a believer, a follower of Christ. A believer, a follower of Christ. Okay. Is that Tanya? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Hey, I was like, wait. I know that. <laughs> How you doing? Good. How you doing? Doing good. I'm still still taking care of Mom Dukes right now, but I'm doing okay. good. Good, good. Uh, anybody else on Zoom? No, my answer was going to be follower of Christ, but it's taken already. Okay, no, that's fine. Just follower of Christ. Okay. <laughs> So we got multiple answers. We have follower of Christ, disciple, believer, Christian. Okay. I just wanted to How see. about child of God? Hey. 
Lord. She will add her A at the end. <laughs> Child of God. God. Okay, all right, that's but good. even in, and I know we were talking about us, but even when I talk to people, you know, like, and Ty has said it, like, there's some people that even in being quote unquote in Christ, they feel like they are a Jew because of it. Mm -hmm. So her answer made me think about people that I talk to, and they're like, nah, I'm a Jew. You know what I mean? Like, they really, in today, they really say it and mean it, and will quote unquote honor Christ and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. They, they sure will. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to see where everyone, you know, uh, stand right now as far as where they call themselves. Uh, with me, it really depends on who I'm talking to. Because a lot of times um, uh, people won't understand when you say a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, ain't that a Christian? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so in order to not lose them, Especially, um, I was dealing um, at one of the one of the churches that I work with. This is a kid who's always observing everything that I do. Doesn't matter. He's just always looking to see what I'm doing. And he realized that during Christmas time, I didn't wear the festive stuff. I was like, you know. And um, so he was like, "Well, are you even a Christian?" And I was like, "Shit." <laughs> and so I said, "Yes." I said yes because he wouldn't. He was only he's only twelve, and so he wouldn't understand if I said no. And he just kind of look, you know, give me that look. And so I said yes in order to still, you know, grab him or whatever. And so we just begin to talk about people believe in certain things, or you know, some people observe Christmas, some people don't, some people so you know, because he would just ask it all types of questions after that. So I was like, oh God. And so, but it's it's you you don't want to lose them. So, um, and so you bring them in and that's what Paul did with a lot of uh, people that he was um, talking to. He said, if, if he around Jews, then he observed things of the Jews. If he around Gentiles, he observed the things of the Gentiles in order to win the souls though. That's the kicker. That's the kicker. So you just can't be around people and not be influential. Right. You in the club and you're doing the things of the club, but you ain't really being influential. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, in order to win so so it really depends on who I'm speaking to so of course with you all I'll say disciple um, I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to a person who's who's really religious and really a believer so when I uh, told them I was a disciple they, they just kind of gave me a look like what, what does that mean uh, you're a disciple I said well I follow the, the scriptures and he was like well I do the same thing and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't want to say, no, you don't. But when we're, when we're engaged in conversations about certain topics and things like that, and I would say, well, you know, scripture says X, Y, and Z. And, he, and then a lot, I get a lot of responses from people that say, well, we got to be realistic. Oh, yeah. That's a flag, right? That's a red flag. I'll be throwing on Facebook. That is a flag right there. We gotta be realistic. And I just kind of stopped, like, right? I was like, well, I'd rather follow what, what Jesus uh, outlined for us on specific topics and things of that sort. But it was like, yeah, but you know, we we live in the world and we do da da da. da. I said, you live in the world and you do it. <laughs> right, right. And so they're starting to understand 
my stance and they try to understand discipleship, um, it's, it's very interesting. So I don't know if anybody ever had those type of experiences talking with people, but um, <coughs> definitely the Holy Spirit will prompt you to say the right things in order to lead souls. So we just got to really be mindful of that or whatnot. So I just wanted to do that little activity just to see where we were. Um, let me share. I got to go back there and share the screen. So I was going to stop sharing that. kind of jumped into the intro of the book um, and so this week we're going to try to get into chapter one a little bit we're going to see how far how far we get uh, with that I know for sure that we'll still probably be in chapter one next week because um, <laughs> there's a lot it's, this this is a good chapter so I, I don't want to um, just kind of glaze over I want to make sure that um, we hit some some points with that um, the books are on back order though um, and so they said they'll be in, they're shipped out this week. So those who still need a book, um, I should have them by the next time we meet. Um, so this book is a very popular book, as you see. Um, this book has been around since the 70s. And so it is a, it's a really good tool um, to teach discipleship. It has its little nuances every now and then, but it's a really, I think it's a really solid book. Um, that we're looking at here. Uh, so let me pop to the, oh no, I guess we'll pop to the slide. I have too many devices. I really want to start training that board back there. Sidekick in the middle. Julian, Julian. Yeah, Julian, Julian. That's Julian. Okay, so this is kind of let's see. <coughs> what about this week? I jumped into this a little bit last week, but I'm just going to kind of go over just, just a little bit so we can get uh, in the flow of things. So this is session one, actually session two, but session one, uh, the kind of person God uses um, Jesus as Lord. And so at the end of at the end of this class, um, you're going to continue course want to become familiar with the with the textbook and so um, like I said this book has been around for years it's, it's used uh, by a lot of people to teach I know I need a table for real 
there we go, to teach um, discipleship. Um, next is going to learn, you're going to learn more about a biblical um, definition of disciple. And so we're going to really talk about, you know, what is disciple and the uh, requirements of a into that and then to and then to be able to define the attributes of a faithful disciple so that's what we're going to look at uh, as well okay so let's go we did that last week well last week we talked about how um, the <coughs> culture of discipleship or the um, the idea of discipleship existed um, even in the Old Testament even though we don't see the word, disciple in the Old Testament, but we see the concept of it um, existing uh, with Israel, how when God called them out, um, out of Egypt, he, he said he called them out to be his people, and then you will obey my word, you will keep my commandments, and you will obey um, my word, and so that is the, the concept um, of discipleship, because when you hop into the New Testament, Jesus said the same thing, you are my people. You, if you are my disciple, you will follow my word. You will, you will obey my commandments. And so, um, and so the concept existed, you know, since the, the very beginning. So um, it is very important to really keep that in mind. So discipleship is not um, something new that came on the scene in the um, New Testament that has been around for a long time. And this is the, the way <laughs> you guys have to say, you put over this with Thank you. Um, and that is the way of uh, Jesus Christ. Appreciate that, brother. Uh -huh. so I'll put that, one there. that was all Tim. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I just need that right there so I know where I'm at. And so, um, oh, so you need to be staying involved with camera. I need, I just need, <laughs> I need some. I need that thing. I need a little longer. <laughs> just a little bit. I bring it to us. <laughs> a little bit longer. So. Um, but this chart right here, you should know the truth chart. It is based on John um, chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Um, uh, let me uh, grab that scripture real quick. So I don't think I put that one in the presentation. But um, this is what that scripture is, um, is about. Um, here. And we talked about the first level of, um, of coming into Christ is to become first a believer. And so um, we know that we are called before the foundations of the world to be a part of, uh, part of Jesus Christ. We are, we're, we're saved before the foundations of the world. And then we just come to a realization. It's just a matter of time for us to come to the realization that God has called us um, to be one of his own. And um, so that's the first step. So the uh, salvation by faith um, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Uh, Rome, in the book of Romans, it talks about how we are saved by grace. So there's nothing, there's nothing that we can contribute when it comes to being saved through justification. It is all God's doing, okay? Um, and so the first, let's see, uh, John chapter eight, verse 31, it says, Jesus said to the Jews who have believed him, if you abide in my word, 
you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so the second step after you um, are a believer, you have a choice whether or not to learn more about Jesus Christ, to pursue a relationship with him. And so that is the level of discipleship, um, becoming a follower of Jesus Christ, learning his word, trying to walk in his statue, in his um and his word and things of that sort. So that is the second step there. And there, of course, on that chart, that there are scriptures that you should look up to see, um, you know, where does it say about um, the requirement of me being a disciple and, and things of that sort. You want to have some scripture um, basis. You don't, don't just want to take my word. <laughs> you got the scriptures. And so one thing for sure with this class, we're going to delve into a lot of scriptures so we'll make sure that we're solidified on understanding what is a disciple because discipleship is, uh, is very foreign to a lot of people um, and to a lot of um, churches. And so they may say, oh, we're a disciple, but we have Bible study once a week and things of that sort. But being a disciple, when we understand when it comes to being Jesus' disciple, they were with him 24-7, <laughs> 365 days a year. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, nonstop for three and a half years. And so co to compare to what we do just an hour today and Bible study and service, we were still behind. We still got eons to go um, to become a disciple uh, ready to be uh, released into the world. And so in order to speed up that process, it's definitely important to study your word. It's definitely important to um, commune with the Father and, um, and to definitely uh, keep your mind on uh, what God has called for us to do, okay? All right, and then the third step here is to a disciple uh, must become committed to the systematic and authoritative spiritual teaching. So that's where you all are today. We're doing some training. We're doing teaching on the word of God, training you on how to read the word of God, training you on um, the, you know, we did structure, background, and all that, the survey classes um, in order to set you all up. So when you go home and study, you're able to, 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 um, to study with, with, with no problem, with no quotes, but sometimes right. we run into issues with studying, but you know now how to write, you know now how to lean on the Holy Spirit correctly in order to get um, interpretation of scripture. So, um, and then the fourth one is um, once you are trained, um, uh, then you move on to uh, learning how to uh, operate in other spiritual disciplines such as worship, fasting, praying, meditation, um, stewardship, solitude, things of that sort. Um, and then um, the last step is with a willingness to submit um, the disciple is positioned to recognize truth, okay? So that's how it's based on this scripture here. If you abide in his word, that's number one, and you are truly his disciple, and then you will come to a point through training that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Be able to discern between what is good and evil according to the book of Hebrews. Okay? So it, it's a training. And so we're all, you know, at different paces, different places, things of that sort. And it's okay. Um, we are supposed to help um, one another, supposed to, you know, encourage and push one another. Uh, because we are all, uh, like Paul said, we're running a race. 
and I want to be able to win a race. And I want to be able to get a, a crown. I want to be able to get rewards um, if I ran the race faithfully. Okay, so um, I just wanted to go over that real quick. When we get to uh, step four, uh -huh. I think it's going to be just with where the world is uh -huh. and how it influences that term meditation. It's going to be a doozy to yeah. understand what that really looks like. Right. You know what I mean? Biblically in Christ, you know, because now everybody about who meditate. Yeah, we see a lot of counterfeits out there. Yeah. Meditation, right? Yeah. Yoga, yeah. Christian yoga, right. and all that stuff, and doing yeah. doing all types of. Uh, uh, you got the sage thing yeah. going on here, but have aromas and focus and scent. I mean, all types of counterfeits out there. So we're definitely going to learn how to biblically meditate and biblically focus on uh on god's word and, and focus on god have those moments so um yeah definitely uh, so any questions or comments so far um when it comes to that chart but definitely that's like an ongoing homework you just look up those scriptures on that chart there um and to understand what it's um what it's talking about here um so let's go we okay well I'll, I'll still say this because this is our opening statement our thesis scripture here is matthew chapter 28 verses 19 through 20 and it says i have been given all authority in heaven and on earth therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments i've given you and lo, I am with you even until the end of age. So that is the great call that um, Jesus gave his disciples. We call it the Great Commission. Um, but there are other places in scripture where um, Jesus gives this great commission as well. In Acts chapter 1, he gives a commission. In Luke chapter 8, he gives his commission as well. Um, but, you know, Christians, they call it the Great Commission. This is what we have to do. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's other places in scripture where Jesus gives that commission. <coughs> um, let me see here. No, I keep hitting that like that's my slides and that's not the slides. All right, there we go. All right, let's go here. So uh, simply said, the most important work of the church um, of Jesus Christ, corporate and individual, is to make disciples. It sums up the call on each of our lives. Everything we, the church, do ought to be measured against this great commission, okay? So nowadays, though, we have placed this great commission of making disciples into, now we're, we're focused on making members. We want great members. We want faithful people of the revival set to do what it is, what, you know, I want, we want faithful ushers, we want faithful singers, we want faithful cooks, we want all this stuff a lot of churches, you know, require for us to do, but we don't ever focus on making faithful disciples, okay, and so that is something um, that we need to be focused on, um, the, the people are so focused on making a loyal church member, um, rather than, um, like I said, making a faithful disciple. Um, and so many of us are, um, they're faithful to their pastor. They do anything they pass to ask for them to do, whether it be late at night, whether it be giving them money, whether it be all this stuff, but we don't ever train our members 
to be faithful to Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, yep. not your pastor. Okay. All right. I just want to him, him, him is one of us. He's a disciple. <laughs> well, supposed to be a disciple, I should say that. Um, but many are not. Um, and so um let's go back to the slide here. It says when Jesus gave this commission to his disciples, he obviously had an accountable accountable aspect to the command uh in mind. Uh uh, accountability is something that people avoid. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be held accountable to anything. That's right. And um, and so uh, we try to avoid. Yeah, I look back like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we we uh, <laughs> try to avoid it at all costs. We don't want people in our business. That we say mm -hmm. uh, we, we don't. I, you know, I'm just trying to live my life. I come here and I do what I'm supposed to do, and I leave. That's the mentality that we need to leave out to the world. Right. Jesus has a different, uh, a different desire in mind that we are, uh, that we hold each other accountable, that we're able to come to a point of sharing our struggles and yes. sharing our fears and things of that sort amongst disciples. It's a difference. Jesus, he's very specific when he when he talks about the things that he wants for his people to do. It is about um, doing it amongst <laughs> the people of disciples. It's different when you're dealing with the world, and it's different when you're dealing with the believer only. You may say, well, they 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 believe in Jesus Christ, but they still their mind is still on the world. If y'all ever came to uh, talk to a believer only, you'll be like, oh, so you go to church, but you don't really go. <laughs> you know, it's just like one of those things like they, they still live their lives according to their terms rather than yielding to the way of Jesus Christ. Okay. Change. Yeah, they ain't gonna change. They may have been changed um, in justification, right. but when it comes to sanctification, uh-uh. They, they still live in the life they want to live. Okay. And so God is calling. This is the this is what um, the call is to um, live your life according to what God wants, uh, how, how he wants for our lives to be. Okay. Going back to the slide, the last sentence, it says discipleship then or making disciples involves a multiplication process. Okay. God does the increase. Okay. So he wants us to be positioned. And to be ready to uh, so he can send people your way to minister to them, to talk to them, to um, to um, preach to and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then to show them like, okay, now you believe. Let's now learn more about Jesus Christ. Become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, let's see here. Nope, not that one. Actually. All right, it's gonna be difficult. <laughs> Okay, there we go. It says the model in the process um, is given in scripture. Um, okay. Model process is given in, in the in scriptures. While many church leaders feel as though they need to keep up with the times, the methodology that Jesus Christ Himself put in place will never become outdated. Nor can it be, uh, nor can it be supersede in effectiveness. Okay, so a lot of people come up with different ways on how to grab people, and we do uh, ministry fairs, and we 
we do all this stuff to keep people in church. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're not on Facebook, so I can say this. So the, the churches, the various churches that I work for, they have so many um, things in place on how to retain membership. And they have a thing, if, if something you don't like of the church, if there's a song that is sung or a message that is said, and you don't like it, let us know. Give us a few weeks to, you know, try us out for a few weeks and all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm sitting there cringing like, are you serious? So we come up with different gimmicks and different tricks to, to, to capture people. Um, but the only thing that God is requiring us to do is to make disciples. And if they don't like it, that is fine. Because we see in scripture when Jesus presents um, discipleship to people say if you want to be my disciple then you need to do x y and z you see people walk away there were many that walked away from jesus and then there were some that walked with jesus so with discipleship you're going to come um to a point where when you're ministering to someone and they may not want to be a disciple they don't want to hear what the scriptures got to say but they are a believer in jesus christ and that's fine you you um, in scripture, it says, um, it will say, you know, some people come to Jesus that believed in him. And then Jesus will try to take them even further. He said, well, if you believe in me, you need to do X, Y, and Z so you can become a disciple. So like I said, some did and some did not. And that's okay. Okay. Um, so that's why I say it's a choice whether or not to, to follow Jesus Christ to become a disciple versus uh, making your own decision and just saying no. Okay, so everybody clear with that when it comes to disciples? You can't choose to be saved. You're saved before the foundation of the world. It's just a matter of time for you to become saved. Right. But when it comes to <laughs> disciple going further in Jesus Christ, you have a choice. You have a choice. Okay. Um, let me see here. I think the, yep, the, the struggle with that, and I think I was just talking to Lindsay about this, is that Many of us aren't even believers. And we right here in church. Uh -oh. And so then it's like, it's like almost like we have to constantly remind them of the, uh, uh, what's the term? Uh, we just said it, the justification so that they can know who they are. So then you sit here for years going, this is what God has done for you. I need you to come on with this. And then one day it's like, oh, they wake up like, okay, I'm saved. And it's like, Finally, we can potentially go to somewhere else, but it's, I couldn't imagine having to deal with that all the time, over and over and over again, because then how do you even give people the choice to go forward if they ain't really say or know, know it yet? If that makes sense, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I'm trying to pose my answer. <laughs> because when it comes to um, knowing someone is saved or not, um, that is the Lord's doing. Right. Only the Lord knows if one belongs to him or not. Right. We don't know. So that's why we need to continue to uh, uh, so if they if they're in a position though, if they reject the gospel then there's no more we can say. But if you can see them struggling and tuggling with that thing then we as you know, disciples coming up, uh, we able to minister to that person and to bring them a little further in. Now, if they reject that, 
no, there's no more that we can do. Okay, go ahead. When you say reject, are you saying reject the discipleship or reject God? Reject or, God. Okay. Yeah, reject God. I say, you know what? I don't, I don't even believe. <clears throat> so the reason why I asked that, so you, you presented two different people. Well, yeah, I guess you, you're, you're, uh, or approaches. Approaches, yeah. Okay. So one approach is preaching, proclaiming the word. So they say, right. So if they reject that, then there's no more you can really right. say. So my question. Okay. Does both get you in heaven? Of what? Doing what? Oh, being a believer and disciple? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. You can be a believer only and still make it into heaven. Okay. But you just won't, you won't be razzled. You won't, you won't have the crown. You have the robe, you won't have the crowns, you won't have the positions. Um, when we get into the survey of the book of Revelation, we'll get there soon. We're 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 just we're almost there. Um, if I didn't have to make this detour, we would, we're almost there. But when we get to the book of Revelation, you will see. Uh, there are there are many benefits. There are many rewards for those who are disciples of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus comes back to earth to rule and reign, those who are close to him, they say those who are close to him, those are his disciples. I disciples. disciples, yes, will come and rule and reign with him. Believers will be kind of just kind of sit back. Yeah, you know, just kind of sit back. No, not the choir. Everybody thinking we're going to be in heaven singing. No. You're like, yeah, I'm still it. No. No, no I'm mean, like, we just won't, they won't have He's just happy. He just, his man, he's like, I'm here. You don't yeah, know what people, I went through. Some people are okay <laughs> of just, just making it. Bingo. <laughs> it's like coming to the door, but it's just like there's so, so much, much more. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that is a wonderful look into the heavenly. But we have to also understand while we are here on earth. Yes. Um, you know, as a disciple, misery is not even supposed to be a part mm -hmm. of who we are, even though we're going to go through some. Yeah, of course. However, that discipleship here, the disciple, for people to see is for here, not there. Mm -hmm. Because the simple fact that God uses us as you as, as a portal for his power to flow through. Mm -hmm. Uh, as a portal for us to minister in word and in deed. Right. So uh, he said people would know you, mm -hmm. you know. So in order for us to be effective here on the earth, on mm -hmm. earth, right. that I just believe it takes us into our doing. Mm -hmm. So it brings, it should bring us into the image, if you will, so others can see what God looked like. Those who never even came into fellowship with the Lord or mm -hmm. even, you know, they know God but don't know God. Right, right, right. They should be able to touch him just by watching how you treat people, mm -hmm. how you talk, yes. how you act because yeah. we ought to be that mirror. Yeah. So even though we have everything in the heavens <clears> in terms of, of what our rewards would be, then he, the conversation between, I believe, between ourselves and the Lord Jesus Christ, that this is fine, but what did you do while you were on your Right. Elijah, go go to the front door. Kyrie's at the door. Yeah, so definitely. Um, there's a, um, I was trying to find the scripture um, that Paul, I think it's in Timothy, um, that talks about, he said, look at my life. And um, uh, let me see here. Oh, I'm about to find it. I thought, yeah, it talks about it in the book, 2 Timothy, I think, 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was another scripture that I wanted to. Recording in progress. Let's see that you heard. Incredible. 
I'm about, to, I'm about to find it, but there's a scripture. And so, yeah, we are supposed to be that example. We're supposed to be that representative here on earth so people can see um, what does it look like to walk in the precepts of God? What does it look like to, to be a disciple? And that's where we, suppose, we are supposed to be. At. Like she said, we're not supposed to live this life of, of misery and just living on the edge of just making it in. Like, no, no, there's so much more that God wants us, God wants us to do, but it's just, um, it's just a matter of yielding yourself. It's a matter of willingness. Go ahead. Can I just say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, brought up when Jesus said that uh, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Yeah. And okay. because we are in a, what I call it, a, a foreign, unfamiliar place, all the demonic that goes on in the world that uh, that that growth as a disciple to me serves like a shield, like a guard. You're among something that should hurt you, but it right. can't. It, it can't. It can't. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, that's good. Mark, you said okay. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Hey. What'd you say? And what? And so when um, when trying to explain. I guess the um, the new knowledge to someone who is a pastor or something like that. Um, if they're not getting it, do I do I quit talking about being a disciple because maybe they're not getting it? Like you know, like I because I, I have a person I'm under, I want to I mentioned to you where he is a you know pastor at home. He has a little community, not many you know members, but uh, I explain to him some of the things that's up here and. Uh, it seems like it's always something different. Mm -hmm. uh, so do I, do I keep pressing to make him understand or do I just kind of give nuggets here and there? Or... Yeah, I wouldn't press, mm -hmm. but just continue to be an example. Yeah. And so there's going to be times when he'll sit there and he'll have a question. He'll just ask you a question. So those moments of promptness be ready for. So continue to study your work, continue to have scripture to defend. So you could say, you know, we're learning here, blah, 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 but you want to be able to take them to the word and to show them the right way. So definitely um, study to show yourself, show thyself approved. You want to be able to, to walk. That's part of discipleship. You're going to get to a point, we're going to talk about when we, when we get to it, there's a there's levels of discipleship, being a, um, a model, a mentor, modeling. So you're going you're going to come to a point where you have to walk a newly disciple or uh, or a believer uh, potentially to be a disciple in the Word. And so we as um, we as disciples or we as believers or, or whatever, you need to continue to grow in the Word. So when you have those moments of promptness, you're able to just to give the Word only. And not our opinion on things, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so don't push. So if he rejects it, he's like, all right, but continue to live your life as a model. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll they they ready. You slip up one time, they be like, see, I knew he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They, they ready. Oh, over here. I knew. I knew y'all were able to coach. Yeah, but okay, never mind. I'm about to have to <laughs> see y'all, but I'm on that horse, but I jumped off. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, definitely that. So thanks for that question. That's a good question. Anybody else had a question or comment? Um, I do. Um, I was speaking to, I was, um, went up on my son's house yesterday and his dad was over there. And mind you not, 
he was raised in the church, but I think, um, I don't know. I think because of some of the things that he had had experienced while his mom was in the church and he felt like certain things where you so in God, you didn't know what I was going through, you know, well, you know, it's, it's a whole new different uh, subject, but he was just talking about um, why did, you know, Jesus have to die, you know, on earth when he's still alive, you know, and I was explaining to him to put respect on Jesus name because he was the sacrificial lamb of God. And I was saying he was put in the earth to show us that we can live a life that is safe and holy and acceptable, but not through our own works, but through Jesus Christ. And the fact that, um, you know, the fact that he, you know, he died on the cross for our sin, you know, so some people believe, but they, you know what I mean? They confuse. I mean, I found, I found a lot of people that's so confused, but I'm like, you can't take, you can't believe in God and not Jesus. I, I said, you got to put some, and I said it out of love, you know, because whatever you do, I, I feel like one thing you always got to do it out of love. I don't care. You know, you, you tell biblical truths, but it got to be done out of love because God is love. And so he was just saying, you know, just trying to pick up, you know, pick my brain and lose. I'm like, look. I'm, I'm standing stern on what I'm believe, what I believe in because I'm anchored in this word. And I said, uh, I said a lot of times when it comes to people, you know, imagine not he, he said, I know the, the, you know, the Bible from front to back, and I don't have the Holy Spirit or whatever the case may be. But he, like I told him, I said the problem of it is is that you took everybody's word. I said, and you start leaning to your own understanding, but you never. I said if you take the time to spend time with God and learn Him for yourself and have an encounter with God, you know, some things where He He would just show you in His word. And I say, yeah, I came from a, you know, powerful lineage of, you know, pastors and evangelists. I said, but I had to get to a place where I had to know him for myself. It, you know, it was times where granny couldn't be there or auntie couldn't be there. I had to dive in that work for myself, spending time with God. And I said, once you begin to spend time with God, he will reveal himself to you. But you can't, you know, you can't have your old mind, you know, your old way of thinking. You got to allow God to show you him in his word. Mm-hmm. And he was listening. But I'm like, so it's a lot of people that's really confused you know, concerning a word, because I guess certain things may not make sense, but they don't even understand when it comes to Ecclesiastic, where I said, there's a time and a season for everything. You're still in the season of mourning, but you know, you ain't understanding there's a time of, you know, a laughing, there's a time uh, to, to sow and there's a time to weep. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's, it's a lot. So I think sometimes a lot of people just believe only certain things. And sometimes some people believe what they feel like they can find in a word to fit them. Like saying, if you you know, instead of just, you know, taking in a whole loaf, you can't cut it in half. You got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to take in Jesus. You got to, you know, start from the beginning to, you know, to the disposition of grace or whatever. You can't just take only half because it benefits you or your lifestyle or maybe your understanding. That's why the Bible say lean not to your own understanding. You can't lean to our own understanding. So, you know, it's just like a <laughs> tough topic. This is and my why you got an example then, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to say very controversial. I'm sorry taking all y'all time up, but that was kind of good. good. Yes, good. I'm going to say a very controversial statement right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's not that bad. You live it on the edge. Okay. <laughs> it's not that bad, I promise. I think the worst thing that we could tell a newly believer mm-hmm. is to go study your word. Oh, without training, just read it. They just read it. So they just come into right, come into their own conclusions of things, and we say, "Girl, just go read your Bible. You'll get an understanding." That is probably the most dangerous thing 
you can tell a believer. And that's what a lot of churches do. When you become saved, they say, go read your word, go pray to him and all that stuff. But they're never taught how to pray. (laughs) They're never taught the scriptures. They never taught about the difference between Israel and the church. They, They never, they're never taught that stuff. And so they come, you see a lot of people who really want to know the word, but they're like Tanya said, they're so confused yeah. on things and they're hearing different things and they're hearing it from their parents and they're hearing it from the pastors, but they don't know how to study the word for themselves. And so this is what this training is about. We're, we're teaching you how to study the word to a point where you can go home and study it for yourself. But if you if you don't have training, then you all you're all you're always going to be wondering, and this that's like the the perfect opportunity for Satan to mess people up. Yeah. 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 Go it's ahead. Get to and from. That's so yeah. true. So I might even go. Yeah, that's right. Every week. Hold on, Tanya. Uh, Bridget, okay. go ahead. Um, as I'm sitting here listening, I'm thinking about myself mm-hmm. and the situation and. It all comes to, to my mind, like, I don't discuss a lot of things with people about the Bible, mm-hmm. only because, and this is different for me now, being in these classes and learning stuff, and then sometimes I, I feel like, oh, I believe that the whole time, and now you're saying, we're going to scratch that part out, we're going to erase this, we're going to do this, and it's like, I grew up, even though I came later to church, but just believe in what the person in front of me was telling me. I didn't question it. So it wasn't like I was confused or wondering. They said it. They said this is what the Bible said. They said this is what the word. And I believed it. Period. Yeah. Right. So you now yourself. I'm yeah. getting to the point we now where uh, maybe I should have been questioned. Because <laughs> I didn't. I said, I'll get confused. I will get confused because it's, you know, then and, and then there's the King James we're called, version. We're called rebellious. Yeah. So I just, took it. I just yeah. took it. And now it's coming back like, okay, we're going to erase that part. And it's like, but I believed what you said. What what do you mean we're going to erase that part? (laughs) It's almost like and then in some some cases too. Or maybe they didn't know. That's what I was about to say. They didn't know any better. And so now they're coming back saying, we got to scratch that because I was in error. So then they're like, let's go forward. Or being so prideful, they don't even go back. They don't even go back. They just continue in error. Who was that? Uh, John Eckhart said he taught uh, about, oh, about regulation. Oh, no. no, he taught about prophecy in the 70s. Yeah. And he said he had told all these people, he said they bought, spent $1,000 on books. And he said and the Lord told him to get up and basically he repented of it and told all the people he would give them their money back. He said because the, he realized once he taught something that the book was an error. So he was like, he, he had to reimburse all the people and reteach it another way. That's that's just like Kreflodalin. I saw this for myself. Because he used to uh, teach on a uh, power song on the law concerning giving and prosperity. Oh, yeah. And he went, I mean, <laughs> and right yep. down. But they all but did better. He grabbed, hold. Yeah. he grabbed, I, I, I promise you, I, I watched him. He grabbed hold. Somebody got in his ear about grace. Yep. I watch him on TV say to his congregation, mm. I am, I have been in error. Forgive me because I have been teaching wrong. So he turned, even though was some of the stuff, but, but, but somewhere there's a turn. <laughs> yeah, we gotta rejoice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
the Holy Ghost bitches proud of nothing. Broke his pride. Brian Corn did the same thing right. during the pandemic on his podcast. Right. He said, <laughs> look, <laughs> yeah, but, but regardless of how crazy he is, somewhere in there, the Holy Spirit told him that same. He was, and he did a whole thing on, I've been teaching y'all wrong concerning the law. Right. And something in here. And he went through this whole, and I was like in shock because we was just going through that whole transition. And I was just like, Oh, now if he's going forward with it, because we still see him say, if you're going to get we need to that. But I'm just saying, he, they're saying it, but we're hoping that. Sometimes you can be in error yourself if you didn't. If you done said right, because God wants these people to be hell. And then you didn't got into a situation where you probably and you need that grace, and you said, "Okay, no, <laughs> I need grace." And now you stop taking rocks and throwing that glass yeah. house, and knowing that you live in a glass house too. Right. <laughs> so some things will turn you around. <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, it was like having that foundation of point of uh, point of view. Like it's like you grew up in church all your life, and I don't know if I wasn't paying attention because I know my pastor was pretty. Knowledgeable, maybe on Wednesdays and not necessarily on Sundays. They didn't come out. They came out differently on either day. That's what it was supposed to be. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for me coming to TLC and like learning it recently, it was like, oh, now you got point of view. Meaning, this was for the Jews. This was for the Gentiles. Now I could separate the two. Versus just I would just go read scripture for solely the sake of encouragement. But now mm-hmm. I can be encouraged on a whole other level right. because I have a better understanding. Understanding yes. the foundation. Yes. yes. I always say, because we, we grew up the same church together, and I will always go and have talks uh, with, with uh, well, I can say we don't mind. We, uh, talks with Lynch. It's going to be on YouTube. No, but, be. <laughs> but this is a good one. <laughs> we have talks with Lynch, right. though. And, um, but he will, I will ask for questions, and he, he will go even deeper with me as far as like looking at the Greek, looking at the Hebrew. What does this word mean? Like he'll be like push because he knew first of all it was Bible college. Right. He's gonna test that Bible college. Yeah. Then you know how he is. And uh, but when it comes to him teaching on Sunday, like you said, it was totally different. And so you have a lot of pastors, a lot, a lot of leaders like that that they they know the truth. Right. They know. I think that's what I was gonna do. Like they know the truth. Why are you just like? watering it down because so they feel like the people can't receive it. They're not mature enough. Right, they're not ready. Okay, yeah. well, that, that's why they come here, to that's get ready. Like, how, why are we not training them then? But the, the, the answer, the cop-out is always, they ain't ready to receive it. I just be like, right. yeah. many, many, many times. times. And they just want it for their boards. And, and <laughs> stuff so, would not allow certain troops to come forth. Because you know uh, uh, what they was going off of mm-hmm. about money yep. and high people, it was great entertainment. I remember when I told Lynch that I, I believe that's what you know at the time. I was like, I believe I'm called, you know, to preach and all that stuff. And he was like, Unfortunately, yeah. we can't have that here <laughs> because in our bylaws, it says women cannot preach. Yeah. And he was so respectful of it. But you can host a revival, though. Yeah, you I should have hosted a revival. But you couldn't get out there. Leader of the, the youth, all that stuff. But when it comes to standing at the podium, he said no. Now, they invite women to preach, though. But being an in-house preacher, he yeah. said no. But he gave me the, uh, when I left, though, he gave me a great going away, though. 
Yeah. He, you know, came in and said, you know how he is, give you a little money, a little something, you right. know, and he, he, he believed him and his wife was like, I believe one day you're going to be a great preacher. He was like, but not, not here. <laughs> Pretty much not here. And every time he seen me, I remember he saw me, I was working, uh, I hear music. I was serving tables. I was having fun serving tables. I never served tables in my life. So I was geek. And um, he sent at a bunch of uh, a table with a bunch of, you know, pastors and preachers. And he saw me. He said, oh, there's the preacher, y'all. Yeah. I see the preacher. Yeah. That's him. That's her. That's her. Hey, preacher. And I was just like. <laughs> but he, he knows the truth. But because yes. he got people to answer to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But then not realizing that we have someone else we got to answer yeah. to when we get to heaven. And so we have to decide who is more important. Should we should we appease the men or please God? Y'all always reminded me of that Pharisee Sadducee mentality. Uh -huh. Yeah. But you know, when you look at it and compare it to where, because you know, the, the Bible teaches them nothing new under the sun. So just as it was then, it may have a different spin on it, but I'm like, this is the same, same thing. Order. There were people, Pharisees and Sadducees, that believed that Jesus was the Messiah, but they approached him at night, like Nicodemus. Like Nicodemus. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't popular to approach him during the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sleepless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Look at that, it's 1032. I ain't even touched the book yet. See, this is tacky. Okay, hold on. Let me do one more. Let me do one more slide, though. Should have stayed online. See, y'all quiet online, so I ain't have the words. I can get through a lesson. Oh, look at that. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. See, I wanted to get at the levels of discipleship. I don't think I'm going to get into that unless y'all give me a few minutes. Is that all right? Well, me. Okay. Your way, um, I was like, I gotta look at Lizzie. Is that all right? Oh, I don't want to mess with the praise. Oh. We're good. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So let me go up here. Good. He was like, levels of discipleship. Okay. So um, the first level of being a disciple is that you become a learner or a follower of Jesus Christ. Okay. The second step um, when you um, become a disciple is that you're you're going to be a preacher. Lord. <laughs> I say Lord. And we've been told that only a, a elite group of people can be preachers. Can be preachers. Yep. But the scripture says, if you are a believer, we're going to go through some scriptures. Um, that uh, you will hear the call to preach. Yes. And it's not the thing is we have to change our mentality on preaching though because when we hear preaching we think of yeah. here yeah. that ain't preaching it is all about proclaiming the word proclaiming the gospel you right. can do it you know proclaim to your friends to your family when you're at work when you're at the gym whatever uh the situation that the holy spirit was set up we're all called to proclaim this gospel okay and the last one is to become a teacher so you may not become there's a difference, there's an office of a teacher, mm -hmm. and then there's a ministry of teaching. You may not be an office of, of teaching, but you'll have opportunities to, to like what Marquise was talking about, to show someone in the word certain mm -hmm. things, teaching them, you know, uh, things of the word. So that's the levels of discipleship. And I'm, I'm gonna show you some scripture here. Did the teacher come before the preacher? 
Well, preach, preaching, you're just proclaiming the gospel. So you're just, um, you are uh, uh, proclaiming uh, salvation towards uh, someone else. But when it comes to teaching, you're teaching the themes of the word. So you're going deeper than that. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like, like we talked about the, the, the believer and the disciple level. So in order to win believers, you got to be able to preach and then you bring them in to teach. So that's why preacher teachers. Come. So that yes or no? No. 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 Not what you was thinking. He, he, he wanted you to straight shoot. Okay. No. no. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to <laughs> sound, you know. No, he's a straight shooter. He's a class like that. No, and then move on like yeah, when it comes to a learner or a follower we see the scripture in matthew uh, matthew 16 and 24 um that says that <laughs> jesus told his disciples that anyone will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and Follow me. My God. And okay? follow me. And follow me. And then um, it says in John 10 and 27, it says that my sheep hear my voice um, and I know them and they follow me. Okay. So that is like a call to discipleship, a call uh, to, to come closer to him. And then uh, when it comes to being a preacher of the gospel, there uh, came to a point during uh, when Jesus was teaching his disciples that he sent them out, right? Mm -hmm. And so Matthew 10 uh, and 5, it says that then these 12, Jesus sent out instructing them, go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the household of Israel, okay? So um, you see, Jesus was very specific when it, when it comes to um, proclaiming the gospel. He yeah. said, don't go to the Gentiles, don't go to Samaritans, because of course we know now it wasn't their time for salvation, right. okay? Right. And he told them to go go here, the lost sheep of Israel, which was the Jews at that time, okay? So our preaching and proclaiming is different from their preaching and proclaiming, okay? Um, and so, so, yeah, yes, the disciples preaching and proclaiming is a little different from ours because they were in that what we were talking about, that transition from old to new. And so bringing in the gospel first to the Jews, then to the, to the Gentiles. So the Judea, Samaritan, and all the other most parts, they were part of that process there, okay? Um, next scripture is Luke 10 and 1. It says, after the Lord appointed 72 others um, and sent them uh, on ahead of time, two by two, every town and place where, he's, where he himself was about to go. And so this allows us to even wrap our minds around that Jesus had more than 12 disciples. People always talk about the 12, but Jesus had 72. You see a point where he's talking about he had 120 disciples. Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians that he had over 500 disciples. Okay, so that's something. And he um, he taught them and then he sent them out. Okay. Um, Acts 11, um, it says that, but there was some of them, the men of Cyprus and Cyrene, um, who were coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was on them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. So in this situation here, the disciples preached to want to, to those men, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, and many of them began to turn to the Lord. 
Right. Okay. So it's not just a certain elite group of people. Your mm -hmm. your pastor is just not the only preacher. Right. Everybody is called. If you're a believer of Jesus Christ, then you are called to preach, mm -hmm. proclaim the gospel, right. walk somebody through the steps of salvation. Mm -hmm. When we hear preach, we just frantic. Like, oh my God, I got prayer sermon. No, no, that's not preaching. Okay. Right. That's <laughs> that's not preaching. Okay. So so keep that in mind there. And then when it comes to being a sorry being a Okay. Um, being it won't stop. Okay, there we go. Being a teacher, um, it says, "Go into the world and preach the gospel to the creation. Whoever believes um, and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe will be condemned." I think that goes under the, the preacher one. But this one here, of course, will be no Matthew twenty-eight. And in, in verse 20, I'm going to jump down to verse 20. It says, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Yeah. So once you once you uh, make disciples, once you once they decide to become a disciple, it is our responsibility as disciples to train and to teach disciples. Okay. Um, I think that was it for that. So I'll do that one next year, but, um, So that's the, the, the three levels of discipleship, being a learner or follower, a preacher, and the teacher. Okay, so next week we're going to look at the different levels of learning, though. So there's four levels of learning under that. So we're gonna, and then we'll eventually hit the book. So those who haven't read chapter one, you still have time. <laughs> and the books should be in this week. So um, any questions or comments? We're good. Zoom, you good? That's great. Okay, awesome. All right. Let me make sure. Cool beans, cool beans. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and pray in and pray out, I should say. Pray out and then uh, we'll meet again next week. So. I'm pray in that was a good lesson, Anna. <laughs> Someone said something on Zoom. I didn't hear it. I think that was Toya. She said that was a good lesson, Anna. It was paid. Okay. I said that was a good lesson, Anna. Okay, I knew it was somebody. That's your page. We're praying for Paige. We're praying for Paige. You know, she has surgery, so we definitely want to keep her. Girl, sit down. Who hit no, Lord, have mercy. So we're praying for Paige and a speedy recovery. Amen. Amen. So. Uh, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for allowing us to come together to study your word, Father. Um, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunities that we can sit with our fellow believers, fellow disciples, and to discuss the word, and to come to a point of understanding of what it is that you have called for us to, to do, and called for us to be, Father. So God, I pray that, you, that, um, that they will continue to be encouraged, Father, to learn of your word and um, not to become weary in their way of doing, oh God. Um, and so God, I pray that you will continue to give us the strength, oh God, as we um, go amongst the world, that we are in the world, but not of the world, oh God, and that we should keep our mission in mind, keep the mission that you've given to us in mind, oh God. And um, we, are, we, are, uh, we bless you. And we honor you for who you are, God. And we give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.